recording right now? We rolling? Yes. We rolling? We're rolling, Andy. All right, everybody. Welcome to Beyond I Do. Appreciate you guys joining us here with Adam and Ashley. And we got two very special people people with us. We have Steve. Very special. (laughs) Steve and Dolores Ibarra. Don't forget when you talk, talking to the mic like you're eating ice cream. Uh, That's how you, and, and then when you're not talking, you back up. But when you go to say something, make sure you can hear yourself like you can hear me in the mic. We always gotta educate those the yeah. newbies who come and join <laughs> For sure us. Sure, newbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> is yeah. this your first podcast? Yes, it is. Oh, or I've yeah. been in the seats. Oh, oh yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Dolores has been in the audience yeah, once, yeah. right? For Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Mother's Day joint. Yeah. Uh, and you guys both asked questions those those time though, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. So that was yeah, like a yeah, pre-warm yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dolores, from what I understand, faithful listener, right? Faithful listener. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that. Every single episode that comes out, oh, I have listened awesome. to. Oh, awesome. Thank you oh, for thanks. doing that. Yeah. Thank you for supporting it. No, I enjoy it. it. Nice. I, I yeah. love everyone's varying opinions, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a blast, huh? Uh-huh. Um, sure. And uh, you guys are part of our AFC Pomona campus, mm-hmm. so yes, shout out to P-Town. Yes. P-Town. P-Town. <laughs> You guys live in Pomona, too, the city, right? Right. We're, like, literally, like, two minutes away from the campus. Uh-huh. That's crazy. That's crazy. So you don't walk? Uh, I'll run sometimes. You'll run to the campus? Yeah. Because yeah. then your car's safe at home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes don't get it's not even safe at home. I know, yeah, right? right. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah. safe at that campus. Everybody come on out. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Got security and everything. We're great. How long have you guys been together now, married? Let's see, married and together. I'm always interested by I both of those. I am so bad at these questions. She um, is. She <clears throat> is. So Sabrina is our oldest. Our daughter is 27. We met so 28. So years? we're 28 years together wow. and 21 married. My yeah. goodness! Congratulations! Nice. Amazing! Almost 30 years yeah. dating yeah. and together. That's incredible. Well, here's what I thought would be great having you guys on today to talk about and. Um, cause people may or may not know Steve is, uh, helping lead our Pomona campus mm-hmm. now. And so he's what we call pastoral track. So he's uh, going to be, you know, one of these days, a pastor on our team, but he's right now a minister, uh, and he's leading over in Pomona along mm-hmm. with, with Aaron. And, and so, but on top of that, you have been part of abundant living for many, many years mm-hmm. to the point that, um, yeah, your son was still a little younger, but I got the chance to be your daughter's youth pastor, mm-hmm. the one who you said is 27 now. And so yeah. that's really how I knew you guys well back then was through your daughter who was in youth group. And then Dolores, you had come and started serving. I think you switched from abundant kids to youth at that time. Was yes, that what it for, was? For a short period, I was in youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so that would have been, um, I, I don't know, uh, probably 11 years at this point. So 11 years ago. Uh, so 11 years ago, you guys started. And so um, what I had always kind of really admired about you guys is as your children would be in youth group, um, you know, I think I got in, uh, invited to uh, her 16th or 17th birthday. And so oh, yeah. I'd spent right. some, I still got the picture uh, from it in, wow. in my phone. Yeah. I forgot about that. But yeah. <laughs> so I got invited to her birthday. We had to be on our best behavior that day. Yeah, right, right, right. Came over. You had to put the Coronas in the back, back of the shed so that all you guys had Dixie cups. You made me think it was Coca-Cola. No. <laughs> So what and so now that you guys are in Pomona and you guys both are obviously leading at our campus in Pomona, 
you know, one thing that I notice is that uh, your kids, who Sabrina is uh, 27, and your son's how old now? 21. 21. Yeah. Mm. So 27 and 21. And, you know, they're still in the church. They're they're now leading in youth group over there and mm-hmm. being involved in the community. And I think for many Christian parents, like, that is a prayer of theirs that, you know, obviously your kids aren't perfect and everything mm-hmm. like that. But it is a parent's prayer that, that you know, I see Sabrina posting and a lot, it, you know, warms my heart that a lot of kids that I youth pastored um, are all serving together now. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Chelsea and Eileen yeah. and Sabrina mm-hmm. and, all of them are like they're in the church and they're serving God and they're in community and keeping each other accountable and, and stuff like that. And to me, that's always like a testament of of great parenting, mm-hmm. you know, and I know it's hard for you guys probably to give yourself a pat on the back and that might be a little awkward, <laughs> but I just want you to process with us a little bit about like as your kids are in church and, you know, one child who's going to in her late 20s, another in their early 20s. But they're still they're still in the church. They still have a relationship with the Lord. They're still working out their own faith. But mm-hmm. obviously, your parenting had a part to do with it. And like, what would be if you reflect on some things? Like, like what would be some things that you would say your children are connected in church today for? Like, are there any distinctives you remember as they've been growing up that you've tried to instill in them in that way? I would say. Um Excuse me. For Sabrina, um, she's always had a passion for youth. Um, she actually works in the youth field, um, uh, social work, a social worker. Mm-hmm. So I think that passion has always been there to help the youth. Um, she has a heart for it and a passion for it. Um, when it comes to Gabriel, he serves in children's church, um, and he's just a big kid at heart anyways. <laughs> I mean, he'll get on his hands and knees and just play with the kids there. So I think he has a passion for the, the kids uh, when it comes to abundant kids. But we were just talking about this the other day. It's like our kids have never really given us a hard time. Yeah. I mean, mm. we've been blessed to where, I mean, again, they're not perfect, of yeah, course. Yeah. Yeah. And we've had to walk them through some things in life. But they've never given us a hard time when it comes to um, being disobedient, I guess. I mean, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but it's just kind of like we've had it, I guess, good when yeah. it's come to our yeah. kids. Well, a lot of times, number one, that could be because you guys were just blessed or you guys are doing something good, yeah. you know, and so you have created an atmosphere where, mm-hmm. um, you know, the normal attributes that we see from teenagers and young adults, like, like possibly maybe there's an atmosphere in your guys's home that creates uh, some type of openness or some type of way where your children feel like they can can fail maybe with mom and dad. Would you say would you say it's luck? Or, or, you know, someone say, I'm saying blessing, you know, would it just God bless you with two great kids who don't give you a headache? Or could you really say, no, this is the, me and Ashley talk about it in our marriage courses and stuff, like an aroma, like this is the aroma of our house, you know, like, do you guys have, do you feel like you have that type of aroma? Like what, what would that be? For sure. Um, You know, one of the things is, um, as Steve mentioned, Sabrina really was the one who came to faith first, even as a young person. Um, But 
one of the things is we made it a priority to help her be successful in her walk with mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. So when she was like, I want to be, I want to go to church on Sunday. Okay, we're, we're there. I want to go on Wednesday. Okay, we're there. We're having a worship night this Saturday. Okay, you're there. So what in some cases, families prioritize things like sports. Mm-hmm. We prioritize church. So yeah. whenever she was like, I want to be there, we're like, okay, mm-hmm. mission mm-hmm. trips, whatever it is, we will help you figure it out. So that was one thing. We help prioritize um, church as this is the most important thing for us. Um, one of the, Another thing that I love and that when I was talking to her last week, she said she, w- she would implement with her own family is even as old as they are, we have dinner as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, sometimes our dinners are at 730 at night, but we still sit at the table and we talk. How's your day? For a long time, we were talking about the podcast. So we would all listen and we would just say, OK, so what was your opinion on things yeah, yeah. that were said? Um, but just small things like that, um, the family dinner, I feel like it it gave our children the opportunity to be real and honest mm-hmm, with us mm-hmm. and have loving correction around uh, around the table. Um, and so, yeah, our kids are good kids, um, but there there were opportunities for us to walk alongside them as they walked out their salvation with Christ. Um, and I actually credit Steve with that because I was raised in a really strict home where, you know, we just didn't talk. My parents were, you know, you just do as I say, not as yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Steve was... Um, his household was a little different because his parents were divorced, so he pretty much did whatever he wanted. Yeah, um, yeah. And so we had to find this medium of what does this look like for us. So I wanted to stifle our kids. Like, they can't go anywhere. They need mm-hmm. to listen. They need mm-hmm. to, you know, mm-hmm. we're not letting them do any of this stuff. And he would tell me, especially as Sabrina got older, like, we have to let her at least live a little life mm-hmm. while yeah, she's right. under our household so <laughs> that we can help correct her, Yeah, you know? And so, um, you know, everything was always pointing her back to Christ, but um, of course we had our our issues and our disagreements. I mean, all all teenagers, you know, you go through that at the teenage stage, but but yeah, I think I would credit family dinners for one. Yeah, that's cool. You mentioned that like uh, Sabrina went on like missions trips. I imagine those are the ones we went to like Haiti and stuff like that. She went to Jamaica. Jamaica. Okay, Uh okay. Uh, She went once? She, she only did one mission trip. Her okay. and Gabriel each did one. They mm-hmm. each did one. Do you feel like you saw, uh, was there some type of change in them when they when they went on a missions trip? Yeah, so Sabrina's life scripture is, um, it's in Isaiah 6. Um, uh, geez, now I'm going to forget it because I said it out it's loud. It's okay, it's pressure. Um, yeah, but um, basically here we I am. We mess up verses I, all the time yeah, on the podcast. Here I am, Lord, send me. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isaiah's yeah. famous words. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, <laughs> Um, from a young age, that's what she, you know, she kind of stood by. And so um, going to Jamaica, I saw the growth in her after when she returned and just how on fire, like even as a youth, she was for other yeah. youth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it really did, you know, it, it, it carved the path for where she's walking right now as a social worker. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, yeah. I think that's a great thing because a lot of parents I'll talk to have like troubled teenagers and stuff like that. And like a lot of times it's, it's just because 
like they don't realize how privileged and how blessed mm-hmm. they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, even the point like we've said on the podcast before, if if you if you have if your kid has an iPhone, like they're blessed. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you may be going through the thick of it financially, but like when you really survey, like there are some things that we have even when we struggle that are that are beautiful luxuries, mm-hmm. you know, that the average person couldn't have. And so even to the point like a Jamaica trip may cost a couple thousand dollars for this missions trip because you got obviously got to fund yourself or you ask other people to donate. But then you become your own missions trip at that yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> so you pay to do it. It's like or for us, like we I think we do like, you know, maybe eight or 10 trips a year to Tijuana, you know, which mm-hmm. is like it's like a hundred bucks or mm-hmm, 200 mm-hmm. bucks or something like that. Yeah, How much is it? 175, $175. I mean, if you have a troubled 13, 14, 15 year old, I mean, send them to serve in TJ yep. for yep. 175 bucks. And I'm telling you, like, like you guys saw, I mean, I know for me, when I was a young man, like my first couple of trips, like I've been to the Philippines and I've been to the Dominican Republic. I mean, you just come back you know, and, totally and a totally different yep. person. And I think the younger you can do that, like the younger you could start it, it, even especially like you guys are saying you had, you had wonderful children, but I, but I get knowing you guys for how many years. I, I also know that's because you guys are great parents, but for that other side of things that like, okay, Hey, I don't have a great system of parenting in the home. And so therefore I have a child that exhibits some bad attributes. Mm-hmm. I mean, send them on a missions trip for, you know, four or five days. A lot of times they're going to come back yeah. and especially separate them from mom and dad as best as possible where they're not getting whatever they want. Cause you don't even, re- I mean, I look at myself all the time and I'm like, I don't even realize how much of a pushover I am, you yeah. know, right. until, until I, until someone else is watching my son <laughs> and I hear them say no. And I'm like, you just told my son no, you know, and, I, and then I go, actually, it needed to hear that, yeah. you know. I think also, too, when it comes to our kids, um, they had role models as far as the pe- uh, kids their ages. Okay, like Sabrina had a Chelsea, she had an Eileen, yeah. she had yeah. community, she had, she had community that helped along with mm-hmm. us at the same time. Gabriel, he has Aaron, like, there's people in his life that he has, um, or they have that help walk them through, and then not only that, like, I'm reminded of a story, um. When you, I think I told you this many times, when they, when she was in youth, she was going through the master's program. She was, she had applied right? to she college. She applied there. to college, yeah. the master's program, and I know you were just finishing up some stuff there. Yeah, or you had just, you had connections there. Basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the and school I went to. Yeah. yeah, and you had took your own personal time to mm-hmm. say, hey, let's, I'm gonna meet you guys down there. Let's go. Let's see, if we can connect you with certain people. So I think as far as ALFC goes, like the, the place here. It's a community-based church that is basically helping others, and in our case, our kids, um, when it comes to instilling things inside their lives. So I think it's having people as well, too, in your life um, that co- helped us as far as parenting yeah. um, with our kids. Well, yeah. then I would ask this, too, then, because obviously us raising our little ones and then people listening to the podcast probably have little ones or even um, junior high or high school. How much were you guys in their business and in their life? Because mm-hmm. like now with social <laughs> media and everything going on, I feel like there's a lot of parents that have probably your mentality. Like, I'm just going to let them live the way they want to live and, and explore what they want to explore instead of having the strict side of things. And then they come down the line and they're like, help me. My kid's chaotic. 
they've they've gone wayward but then you're saying from the beginning when you guys had your kids it was pretty much on your end and non-negotiable you're going to church mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah and then sure. you're not on your you're not on social media or there's guidelines that you had so how much were you truly in your kids lives and business growing up a lot yeah <laughs> for sure i would say as she probably more was so mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Like she said earlier, like we had a balance. Like yeah. I was more like good okay, cop. Let's let <laughs> you were good cop. No, he no. was bad cop. He was He was a disciplinary. Yeah. Okay. I okay. I didn't I didn't spank our oh. kids as yeah. often as he not as often, but he was definitely yeah. the disciplinarian. Yeah. Okay. But I was okay. more so like okay, let's ex- let's let them experience uh, gotcha. I guess a failure in yeah. life so we can help walk them through. And she was more like, well, why do they why do they need to fail? For <laughs> right. Let's just get them <laughs> right, right. Yeah, 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 right. Let's fix them now. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, no, that's good. But yes, to answer your question, I mean, when Sabrina asked for a cell phone, yeah. she signed a contract. Did she? She signed a contract. So <laughs> you didn't ask her about I wasn't it. ready for that. Um, I love yeah, it. she you wrote it out. I, I'm a very logical person. Okay. And yeah. I'm, I hoped to raise logical children. And so, that's yes, great. it was a contract. We wrote it out. It said things like, if we walk by you at, at any time and ask for your phone, you give it to us without a hesitation. Mm. Um, your phone comes in our room every night by nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there were just guidelines. But you for keep her. telling, can you right? keep saying them because I think parents um, need to hear these. Was, <laughs> yeah. She was in junior, junior high, high for sure. Yeah. Okay, maybe okay. eighth grade. Okay. Yeah, okay. High, yeah. sure. So she got a, a phone in junior high or high school. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it probably said like what app she could go on or I mean back you know. then they weren't so they smart really they weren't yeah. it was yeah. like I mean it was, it was just like so a flip phone right. we're a little gotcha. older gotcha. Yeah. yeah we're a little older yeah, she's 27 so yeah. 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 yeah um so yeah so we had her sign a contract that she had to honor and if she didn't we could take the phone away from her um but we did things like that um I was you know ch- every all church was important to me school was important to to us so I would even check her grades mm. on a weekly basis and I would pick her up from school and I'd hand her, you know, her progress report and I'd say, you have a missing assignment on there. I go to work. My job is to provide. Your dad's job is to provide. Your job is to go to school. So explain this missing assignment to me. Mm-hmm. We're a very logical household. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we set uh, our expectations. Everyone knew what they were, both Sabrina and Gabriel. And when they didn't meet them, we had conversations. But they were fair conversations. They were never, you know... Brand well, I think story. that's what I think the key is what you're saying is uh, they were conversations. Yeah. So it's hey, you don't you don't have to have a cell phone. But if you want one mm-hmm. well, there's and so that's where I always like because there's always one extreme or the other. Right. You mm-hmm. talk about either there's these strict boundaries or there are this like fair game, do whatever you want, no curfew. And and a lot of times what I find is like when people come to faith as Christians, they take their kids and then they just string them around all these rules mm-hmm. because they say, I don't want you to do what happened to me. And so they think by tying them to a mm-hmm. pole that that's going to save them from something. But what they don't realize is, you know, the moment your child closes that door to walk into that school campus, they the, the leash is off, baby. Like, mm-hmm. they game on. And yeah. so... If you're not teaching responsibility in the around the home with with room freedom, you know, mm-hmm. and so I think what you got what you're saying is you're having conversations explaining what the parameters is. I know like for one of the things my dad did was like, you know, I'm not saying you can't do any sleepovers. I'm saying there's only two families you could mm-hmm. do it with. 
And that alone, that too is limited. So there was enough that, I mean, I had my own era of like kind of being a, a, like, a, you know, in my own sin, but I was always still pretty, a pretty good son because, you know, when I look back, I'm like, yeah, the rules were, because people ask me all the time, if you go back, would you give your kids as strict of rules that your dad gave you? I say, I think my parent. I'm thankful for my parents, every rule that I, they ever gave me. Couldn't go to no parties. Couldn't. I mean, I remember my senior year. I went to a party, and um, I, right when I walk in the door, someone throws me a beer. It's like from a movie. Like, yo, Adam, they throw me a beer. I look at. It, I'm like, this is just so stupid. I handed the <laughs> beer back, and, and I went to Matt Ballard, who came to Abundant. He was one of my best friends. I'm like, yo, Matt, you want to? He went to church too. I'm like, you want to leave? This is weird, you know. And he's like, yeah, let's go. And so we left. And I was there maybe ten minutes, and that was my first high school party. And then, and then my prom, I went to one other party. Everyone was playing beer pongs. A lot of the guys I still know to this day. And I said, hey, I'll, I'll throw the ping pong ball, but I don't want to drink the, the beer, you know? And so someone else drank it for me, you know? So it was this weird, like, because the boundary were so strict, but I had freedom within those boundaries, I didn't go over the deep end when I was given an opportunity when my parents weren't watching. And there were some areas I deepened in as I got in my 20s and all that. But ultimately... I came back to the Lord because I believe the the rules, though they were strict, the only thing I always add is the one thing I wish my parents did do, which I've shared before on other podcasts and the Father's Day podcast, I wish they just explained it more mm-hmm. and just talked to me more and kind of opened that dialogue a little more because it was kind of like, hey, these are the rules and that's it. No right. explanation. And if I asked, it was like, go to your room, <laughs> you know, not, no, no, you can, I mean, you can have a cell phone, but you know, here's the rules and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And if you accept it, then this is what comes with it. Right. And, but we're going to trust once you honor it, like if we catch you doing something, then, then that's, we're going to, we're going to deal with it at that point. Now, right. have you, had you ever caught them doing something they weren't supposed mm-hmm. to? And so how, how did you deal with that? Caught them doing something. Mm. You probably can answer more for Sabrina. I know Gabriel, when he was growing up, we had this, uh, he, he was a talker in school, big mm-hmm. time. Oh, yeah. Talker. Oh, okay. So he'd have to turn his card. What was it? Like red? Change his color. Change yeah. his oh, color, color his yeah. card. So he'd come home from school and say, I he had to change his color from whatever color, blue yeah, to red. Yellow to red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And um, like she said, I was the disciplinary person in the family. So um, it's funny. I just had this conversation with not too long ago, and I said, it's probably my fault that I broke you that you don't like to talk to people no more because <laughs> you got in trouble <laughs> for talking so much that he'd come home and he'd be like, Mom, I don't want to get hit from Dad. Yeah, he's well, like, can you hit me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd come home. She'd be like, babe, Gabriel got to change his car. Okay, so we got to have this conversation. Like, okay, you change your car. So he got, got yeah, a whooping. Yeah, pow, pow. Yeah, pow, pow. for it. Um, but yeah, I just had this conversation not too long ago with yeah. him. I'm like, you know, he'll, he's outgoing and he'll talk to people, but he's got to break that. Um, he's quiet. Yeah, he's quiet. Yeah, he's real yeah. quiet. But yeah. once you get to talking to him, then he'll be open. He's funny. I mean, he's yeah. a funny guy. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that because he's my son, but he's really, he'll make you laugh and stuff. Yeah. But like, I always tell him, like, I think I broke you because now you're to yourself. And then until it, yeah. But that was, I think, for Gabriel, at least for me, I yeah. remember. Yeah, no, Sabrina Sabrina had a mixture. She would tell on herself. Oh, yeah, she would. <laughs> she had a really yeah. heavy sense of conviction. So there would be some nights we'd already be laying down, and she'd come and sit on the edge of the yeah. bed and be like, I have something to tell you. Always my heart would drop, right? Yeah. What? And it was something so small, but th- her conviction was pretty strong. But there were a few times, like, so... Um, you know youth camp here right mm-hmm. it 
all around Jesus, but also young boys, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So one, one summer she comes back, oh, I met these two boys at youth camp, blah, 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 okay, fine. Um, I see exchanges between them on MySpace. Because mm-hmm. I told you, there's not privacy in our house in, yeah, in right. that way right. at that age. Because I owned it, we owned everything. Right. They didn't own right. anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, MySpace is like Facebook now. Right. Yeah. 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 Just so for yeah. anyone that doesn't know what MySpace is. <laughs> Any Gen Z. And so I saw the exchange between her and this boy, and his parents were also leaders in the church here. Okay. And so, um, you know, I, I sat with her. I talked to her. I told her, you're, you're not allowed to have a boyfriend. You're not allowed to, you know, have these exchanges. And I need you to write him back and say that to him. And I sat there while she did it. And I told her, if he doesn't receive, I'm going to have to call his parents because I know they're also leaders mm-hmm. in the church. And so um, she goes typing away. And that sort of, you know, that ended that conversation. But, or that, you know, my boyfriend-girlfriend type of interaction. Um, So there were, it was a fair mix. Sometimes she told on herself. Sometimes I caught her in things. Did she understand why you didn't want her talking to him or Uh, having been in a relationship? Yeah. So, you know, again, it goes back to, and and we would have these conversations with other families because we hung around about five other families in the church for the longest time. And there was families that would say, you know, my kids are doing this or doing that. We take them to youth and I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. And I would always tell them youth, I mean, you're taking them to church like three hours a week. The most of it's your your house. Absolutely. Um, And so uh, we would expand on things in our house. Like everything was back to the Bible. So let's just point you, you know, Mm -hmm. this is here's what we're saying and here's why. And let's just point you to this scripture. And this is in support of what we're saying. And right. if you believe it, then, you know, you'll trust our right. uh, trust us as we're walking you through this. Um, so I think even from a young age, because I was a teen mom. So okay. I was 17 yeah. when I had Sabrina. Steve was 20. Um, and so our how the way that we decided to parent was very, like I said, very logical. Yeah. Um, we were we were growing up together right, and so right. that was the only way i knew how to do things and were yeah. you guys in church w- during 17 and 20 so no. then you guys came to faith being married or how yes. many years into your marriage did you come to faith um well we started at abundant in 2006 okay. so i was raised in a christian home okay um she was raised in a catholic home um but it wasn't until we found abundant that we st- found Christ here yeah. together. 2006. Um, yeah, at the Utica property. Nice. Well, I wouldn't <coughs> say for me it was 2006. Okay. I came sort of um, dragging my heels. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I did. I really did. And later on, he would share with me that he prayed for a wife who would love Christ. Mm. And, yeah. um, you know, and then we look at what God has done and it's just, mm-hmm. it's amazing. But, um, but no, I came dragging my feet. Yeah. Um, I actually shared recently with Pastor Nathan uh, what what hooked me was our very first um, experience at ALFC. Pastor Diego was preaching a series on finances, and oh, finances really? drove me. I was always afraid we were never going to be able to provide yeah. for our kids in, in the way that I felt we should have been able to because we were so young. And we walk in, and he's preaching a series on finances, and I was mm-hmm. like, uh, there's information on in the Bible on money. Mm-hmm. And so that hooked me, and I kept coming back. 
but um, it took me long. She loved the the what is outlines. it? The outlines for it oh too, because she's oh, a big nerd. Oh, yeah, oh I yeah, love yeah. outlines. She, she I'm so sad them. we don't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah at least yeah. they should do like a drop QR code if you want to outline oh. something. You can do that on it, right? <laughs> I would fill it out. Right. I always I have a binder. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. All the old servants. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. That's and awesome. Crazy. And I think our kids too had a lot of their own convictions because mm-hmm. they had their own relationships with God. I mean, yeah, yeah we instilled it and try and yeah. show them the way yeah. they're supposed to go, but they had their own relationship with Christ. Yeah. So back to Gabriel, uh, thinking about a conviction that he had as well. He came in the room one night and he was just crying, uh, and I guess he was he had was been, been angry or he was saying a, he said a bad word or something. Well, I think it was he said a bad word. He he knew he had caught himself using this language yeah, over yeah. and over so he just came oh, in the room okay, and he was just crying and we're like okay first reaction kind of like what you said about Ashley like yeah. she's crying like what's the matter what's the matter yeah, yeah. I'm like what's wrong like what's going on and he says he starts telling us that he's been using language that he shouldn't have be using mm. and we're like okay kind of like a little bit of relief. relief yeah yeah but then okay but he had this own conviction on yeah. him of the language that he was that he's no he's not supposed to be using so I think it's when they're they're Kid, your kids have their own relationship with yeah. with Christ that you're like kind of like okay this is a good moment yeah like, yeah. yeah absolutely because even in the statement you said you didn't push it off like and laugh about it I'm like ah no. what you're fine yeah you're fine the convictions you had that's great but you can you're able to talk about it and talk him mm-hmm. through it and 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 hear his heart because I think a lot of Christians do that nowadays is like oh well I feel convicted and I feel this way and you're like ah God will forgive you mm-hmm. and it's like. No, actually, the person is trying to talk this through as well to to, to find, obviously, peace and comfort. And that's where he felt, felt it from the both of you mm-hmm. to say, I, this is a conviction I have. And I want to take it, obviously, to my parents who can off- walk me through this because you guys have done it so much. Yeah. So and I have. Oh, yeah. oh go, go ahead, ahead. Nancy. So I have a question. I mean, right, growing up in a Hispanic like household, how did you guys approach having the conversation about sex? Because obviously, you know. As Christians, we want to wait till we're married. And how did you, did the dad do it? Did the mom do it with the daughter? Like, how did you guys approach that conversation? They listened last week to Beyond <laughs> Idea. <laughs> <laughs> they sent them, sent them a podcast. Sent them a podcast. <laughs> That's exactly um, how I have those conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Andy. We, told, we, told, we told Andy at that last one, oh, shoot, man, we, we didn't realize you're in the room. You got, we need to get parent permission next uh, time. He said, no, no, my mom said, I'm, I'm glad that I've learned that now. <laughs> but, so, um, uh, what Sabrina, because I was a teen mom, so this yeah. was a struggle for me. I was very open with mm. her from a very young age. Um, so when she got her period, we had the conversation yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I was like, you can be a mother technically right. now. So we talked about it very openly, which Nancy, to, to your uh, being raised in a Mexican household, my parents did not. My parents were like, these are the no's. Oh, yeah. like, it was you just, just a no. You do, yeah. don't even don't yeah. ask about you, it. Yeah, right. if you do it, you die, you go to hell, right. or yeah. it'll exactly. fall off, you know. Yeah. It's like, it it was like all off. scary stuff, it you know. It was like. definitely scary stuff. Um, so I was really open with her. A funny thing, though, is when she first, when she got her first boyfriend, mm. Steve actually sat down with both of them and had a conversation with both of them. I was mortified, wow. and I wasn't in the room. Yeah. <laughs> you had secondhand embarrassment, not even near anybody. Get on you, Steve. Right. It was just a conversation. Good, What'd know... you tell him? Yeah, well, tell us. Wow. What age was this? Yeah. I just gave him the look, and I was yeah. like, fool, you Probably know, t- you better watch <laughs> it. I remember that first boyfriend. I, gave him that I remember that first boyfriend. Is this like, she was yeah. 17? No, oh, 17. 17. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 So they were that. dating, and uh, they, it, obviously... <laughs> 
It was just that, okay, we need to have a talk. Yep. So they came to the living room. They sat down. You weren't there, huh? Yeah. I was not, yeah. no. Were you listening by the door, though? No. Like, no? <laughs> Sabrina probably told you after, and you were like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, as far as the details go, I mean, it was basically like, okay, I know you guys are dating. Uh, I know there's there's moments where you're going to feel a certain way because you guys are closed. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. there's, 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 there's these things in your body that you're going to want to p- possibly do. So it was just basically like, I mean, pretty much like, it's, this is not the way you're supposed to go. I mean, I think at the time, it wasn't more so biblical teachings of why you shouldn't have sex. It was just more like the dad and me just saying, like, you're not you're not going to do this. You shouldn't do this. Like, um, leading up to why, you know, why we're not going to have this, uh, why we shouldn't have a conversation later on and say, well, wait a minute, you guys, did, did they act like, like, what happened? Like, mm-hmm. didn't we have a conversation before? So it was just basically like, this is why you shouldn't do it. Um, the consequences of what's going to happen if mm-hmm. you ha- had sex and then if you had a baby or have mm-hmm. a child, your life will change. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I don't think, well, obviously she wasn't working. Uh, yeah. I, don't yeah. Know, I don't remember if she was, w- if he was working, um, but it was yeah. just kind of that conversation. Yeah. I think what's interesting is like, on one end, we, we would believe that, you know, uh, consciousness grows by exposure and we we would all agree that if someone grows up in a single mother household without a father in the house that will affect the child we could just uh, you know agree to that we all we all would agree that there's if uh if a uh, single father has a child and there's no mother in the home the child's going to be impacted by that i mean that's mm-hmm. just a natural like whatever you're exposed to you will tend to exhibit that in the same way. If I go to a, a home in a, in a, in a, in a, in an area that's, that's, uh, you know, hurting and maybe has drugs and I'm in a home where there's alcohol abuse and drug abuse and, you know, everybody's fighting all the time, then chances are as a child, if I'm exposed to that, that's going to impact how I view relationships, Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. I view substances, everything like that. I think all the oftentimes as 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 people who identify as Christians, I'm not gonna say Christians, just people who identify, mm-hmm. got a cross on their neck, we go to church sometimes or whatever it is, we don't we fail to realize that what you expose your children to will either will grow their conscience or will encourage bad behavior. Mm-hmm. And I think what I hear from you guys and knowing you guys from so many years is is you exposed your children to so much mm-hmm. about how God has created them to be them in church when they wanted to do something in the kingdom of God. You said yes, whether it was paying for a mission trip for their life, dropping them off on a Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, whatever. Um, if I remember, Sabrina used to be in our attache leadership mm-hmm. program and that had certain days she had to come. And, and so, you know, not only are you guys exposing them in a Christian home, you're encouraging them to embrace true love weights, which is the purity thing we used to do. And we do a new version of that, but the thing we used to do. And so ultimately what you're seeing, cause what, what I'm hearing from you guys, like your kid, your kids had a high view of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Like they had a conviction route. They're coming to the edge of the bed. You guys created a space in the home that says, Hey, listen, yeah. we got rules. We yeah. have expectations, but there's grace, there's conversation, yeah. there's talk, but also I have you in church frequently enough 
that you can actually be convicted of things. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we think, they're like, why doesn't our kid get it? And to your point, mm-hmm. like you said, Dolores, you're saying, you're telling your friends, well, you're only going to go to church this amount of time. Yeah. And that's the only time they hear about God. And it's not even exhibited in the household. Then you can't be surprised that they don't have a consciousness or a conviction that matches the way you want. And obviously, we all, everybody has free will. But, but, yeah. but I was the same way. I mean, I think anyone who had parents that said, God first, church first. I love that you're passionate about X, Y, and Z, but we're going to put the Lord first. Like when I look at those individuals, we've all had our track records where we, you know, goofed off or did whatever, but ultimately, you know, we'd say it's the Holy Spirit, but that monkey that sat on your back, that was like, yeah, you know, better, you Mm -hmm. know, better. Mm -hmm. Like that voice only grows with proximity. And so the fact that my dad would always say, on the pulpit and off. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yeah. My dad said, I, my dad said, I don't care whether you're living in my house or not. If you're taking a dollar from me, your butt's going to be in church. Exactly. So I may not have been in his house, but they were still helping with my car insurance or my phone bill. He said, until as long as you're taking a nickel from my pocket, your butt will be in church mm-hmm. every Sunday. Yeah. You know, and the, and the day that you don't want to be in church anymore, then that cell phone is getting cut off that car, you know, like that car's getting repoed, whatever it is. So I understood like there are repercussions for not. And ultimately that's setting disciplines that ultimately when you're an adult create great habits. I mean, Mm -hmm. now that I'm in my thirties, there's, you know, there's, it's been rare seasons that I didn't, you know, even though I've been in full-time ministry, like there's there's never been a time in my life being in my thirties up even till now that I've ever thought to myself that church wasn't beneficial for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the only reason why I have that perspective is because my parents created regular boundaries and regular disciplines that to me, like some people ask me sometimes, I meet people who aren't Christians through other friends in business. They're like, don't you ever on a Sunday just want to kick your feet up and watch a football game? And I'm like, I guess maybe one Sunday, but I would never want to do it for seven Sundays. Mm -hmm. You know, like Mm -hmm. it just, that Mm -hmm. would never sit Mm -hmm. well with me because not because I have this, like all this grandiose love love for God. Really. It's because like, well, I've created a habit around this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's days I don't want to go to church, but I go and then I leave and I go like, yeah, I'm I'm glad, I'm glad I I need that. It's a discipline I built. So what it seems to me is like, you guys have done a, a really great job at creating healthy Christian disciplines for your children that now that they're young adults, which most parents see their children leave the faith, leave regular attending church. You know, I see your children more than ever in their life doubling down mm-hmm. and, and and none of them as of now have articulated a, a, a desire for full-time ministry as far as what I tell. So it's like, they just are like, is what this I love God. I love the Lord. This is what I want to do. I want to serve in youth because mm-hmm. I I was blessed when I was a youth. I want to serve in abundant kids because I was in abundant kids. Like that's what's in, that's what's incredible, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we and it's hard for us cuz we do people do tell us like, "Oh, you've raised good kids." And I think that, you know, there's this a place in us where we're like it was a blink of an eye and how did we even mm. get get mm. here but as we're reflecting with you yeah i can definitely see we used to when when all throughout sabrina's high school years and her first year in college we would pray every sunday night mm. every sunday night the tv would go off we would you know sometimes it was worship sometimes it was prayer but we as a family prayed so when she went away to school we would facetime her and we would still do it and it was i think in the, that season 
that that's what our kids needed to continue to be grounded and we needed it because yeah. um, you know, you're raising your kids and you're just yeah. like, what is this world? Mm-hmm. Um, but the unity in, in us doing that, the four of us together and just setting the time aside, um, you know, I think that was life changing for our family. Yeah, we did that for a couple of years. A couple of years. Yeah. yeah. And then it just kind of stopped. But I think yeah. it was just a season. They of, got older. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a season for us to do because we knew we needed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was it wasn't a non-negotiable. Well, like and they're adults Sunday now. Night. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Now they got, now they got to do this themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. yeah. But, but you know what? <laughs> you know? I love spending time with my kids. <laughs> and I kind of overdo it sometimes. You can't look at her face. <laughs> like we'll be on the couch and Sabrina will come in and I'll be like, Mamas, where you at? I'm in my room. I'm like, come sit over here with us. Like, <laughs> so like, it's, it's in those moments where she'll come and sit yeah. down, and Gabriel will just sit on the fireplace. Like, yeah. it's just I have my family there, so I yeah. love that. Like, yeah. you know, even though they think I'm annoying. Um, yeah. Now, I love now those how, how much did it? How much did it? You know, scare you guys? I'm sure you felt unprepared having a child so young. You mm-hmm. 17 and you what, 20? 21. 21. Yeah. 21. So. Uh, 17 and 21, like, 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 did Don't you? Don't say it again, because mm-hmm. she wasn't even 18 yet. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're going to me. They're going to come get me. It's past seven years right. of the statue yeah. of limitations. Uh, wow. Yeah, if you think that about a, that, yeah, I'm like. Yeah, that was another yes. day. But you know what? Pomona knows all about day. it, because oh, we yeah. shared our testimony. Yeah. And it's come to, he said, uh, my church knows my story, yeah, so I'm good. I'm good. Uh, but uh, so, like. You know, how, 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 and often what times what happens is, and when, when we talk with Erica, we, we, Pastor and Erica, that sim, that similar thing happens. And I wonder if it, it number one, I want to know like what, what, what went through your guys' head, fear or whatever, but also for you, Dolores, like what oftentimes what happens is, is, um, the mother daughter creates this like sister bond that is like really hard to break. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. it's so hard. And um, not that it should be broken, but there is a, a different type of relationship that forms when um, a woman has a child in her teenage years as opposed to way later on yeah. in life. And so what did that relationship with, look like with you, with Sabrina, a, as a teenager raising a, a child? And then what's going through both your guys' head that leads to the point that says, I think we need to give church a try, you know? Yeah, so... Um you know, I, raising her, I just knew what I knew based on how I was raised. And my, my parents are great parents, um, but they were providers, right? So I didn't know how to show love, especially at 17, because it wasn't something that was freely expressed in our house. Mm-hmm. We just said, I love you, but there wasn't a lot yeah. of hugging and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> and so that's how I started raising Sabrina, because I was, I was the most fearful thing for me was not being able to provide for her and even though we were together I still had this mentality I'm gonna do it uh, I'm going to do it I'm gonna be the one um, and so when I met him I had the, my whole life planned out at 16 I'm gonna go to college I'm gonna own a home by the time I'm 30 mm-hmm. I had all these goals right so when I got pregnant I was like all of that's out the window but I just knew I still needed to take care of her so I didn't learn how to love Sabrina right until she was probably in junior high Mm -hmm. um, and after Gabriel came along. So they're five years apart. Gabriel was a very, he took my love. So he didn't give me an option. He would run into my laps. He would, mommy, I love you. Give me a hug. Like he was just so affectionate, even as an infant, like a toddler. 
So she would see that because I didn't really show her affection. Mm. And I remember this one particular time I was washing clothes. I was putting, um, you know, separating what needed to be hang dried. And she came in and she was like, Mom, give me a hug. And I told her, oh, hold on, I'm doing something. And she just looked at me and her entire face changed. And she said, if Gabriel asked you for a hug, you would hug him. Mm. And I was like, you know, it didn't really dawn on me, but he poked his head in and he said, give me that, go give her a hug. So I went and I talked to her and she told me, I think you love Gabriel more than you love me. And I was like, I, that is not true. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know how, I've never known how to show you love because you were my first child. And, um, I, at that point she was, we were already in church. I had this conviction that I knew she was taking these prayers to God. Yeah. And what kind of mother would I be if I didn't hear her out? Mm -hmm. I knew at that point I could either show her how real God was or make her question everything about him. Mm. And so in that moment, I was like, I need to change. Mm. I need to change, even if it's an effort for me, not because I loved Gabriel Mm -hmm. more, but because it was just harder to show Mm -hmm. affection. And so that's where everything shifted for me. But in the beginning, I had no idea. I had no idea how to be a good mom. Well, I, and I think like uh, what's big is like as as a believer, and that's all the difference. Set an example for our children is like you had every excuse to n- not change. Mm-hmm. You had every excuse. You like no one showed me it, and and look at my circumstance when I was seventeen, and yeah. you know yada yada yada, and I had to grow up fast, and you got to grow up fast, and all these things like that. But instead, you were like you had sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's crying. <laughs> <laughs> she bawling. That's okay, Ashley. It's okay. But you had this this mother's heart that that was like, no, I could do better, and I need to do better. Yeah. And not only that, for her sake, but the sake of her faith and how she views the Lord and yeah. her relationship with the Lord. And I don't think parents realize how fast they can break a generational curse, yoke, whatever that is, whatever you want to call it, trauma, whatever it is how quickly it can be broken right. with just an obedient mind that says, you know what? I, you know, a lot of people say I'm the adult here. I'm mm-hmm. the one, you know, and I, I, you know, we, I do counseling all, you know, we, we all do counseling all the time. I, I hear every reason on why, you know, I have every right to feel the way I feel, be the way I am or whatever. And it's like, but you're just going to pass that down mm-hmm. to your son and daughter if you yeah. don't have victory over this thing, you know? Yeah. And um, that's great. And I, and I think the other aspect is, and we've talked about this before on Beyond I Do, is like we want everything to happen overnight. But you mm-hmm. said, you know, you realized this when she was in junior high, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So this wasn't something you would like, okay, by three, I fixed this and I figured it <laughs> out right. and right. I caught it. Right. It's like, no, I was, you know, I was you were already in your late twenties, early thirties at that point that Mm -hmm. you realized what started at 17, you know? I think as parents, we need to get, when our kids have an opinion or a thought that comes to them, we need to hear them out instead of saying like, well, I'm a parent. I Mm -hmm. I know what's best for you. Like, I don't want to hear it. There was a time in our life, I think it was 2000, we started 2006 in Rancho, but we were in and out until about 2009. But there was a time when SC football was our go-to. Mm-hmm. Like, our life. It was our yeah. life. Like, <laughs> Saturday football, Sunday, we can't go to church. We're too tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whether it was watching games at home, you know, us drinking, you know, having the whole party atmosphere, 
there was a time where Sabrina came up to us and she said, or yeah, she said, you know, you guys are drinking too much and you guys are ignoring us when we're in the house. And at the time, I, I think I came to you and I was like, well, I'm the dad. Like, I should be able to do what I, I want. I my butt off all right. week. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. I had to check myself and be like, she's building her relationship with God right now. Yeah. And like, who am I, the parent, to kind of discourage that? Because all she could have been was like, okay, God, I'm praying for this. And now my dad's not hearing me. So forget it. I don't want to follow you. Like, yeah. So then I had to think, all right. She has a valid opinion. Let's let's hear her out on what her her uh, why she's saying this. So yeah, there's times in when you're parenting, you need to listen to your kids mm-hmm. because they have a voice and mm-hmm. they have an opinion that they want to share with you. And too many times as parents, we think we know it all. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they they for sure guide us. I also think asking for forgiveness and admitting when you're wrong Mm -hmm. is so important. Mm -hmm. Um, As we were raising them, um, one of the scriptures that was my go-to was do not, um, uh, it's in Ephesians, um, parents do not um, provoke your children children to wrath. And, uh, Mm. you know, because it's like, hey, clean your room. I I did this. I, you know, do this, do that. Like you just want them to do all these things and they don't always listen. But at some point for us, we had to get into this mode of like, okay, so what is a deal breaker here mm-hmm, in this house? Mm-hmm. Like, what is worth us laying down the law, bringing, you know, doing disciplinary actions, spankings, right. all of that? And so we had to get on the same page with that because um, it's not all my way or the highway, right? Yeah. I mean, and so um, I think that was that was another thing that was very helpful for us is to meditate on that scripture and like in this moment is this really does do they really deserve a spanking in this moment Mm -hmm. or is it is there another action that we can take and so um, we really tried to walk that out as they grew yeah yeah the way I I always like the way I try to perspective it with my own sons right now being at a young age and you don't like you guys said it was it was a blink of an eye you Mm -hmm. know and even for me with your own kids, like I feel like it was yesterday that your son was in a children's church and then Sabrina was one of our youth students. Like it just, and then I see so many of these students now and they, you know, either want me to go to their wedding or they want me to meet their child. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, like this, I, you know, I remember you crying over your first boyfriend, you know, like that's how it was for Eileen for so long. I'm like, I remember you asking me advice as your youth pastor, your first boyfriend. And now you're married with an incredible man of God. Like this happens so fast. And so like for you guys, you guys have been together for 27 years. And the way I try to view it with my sons is like, I have 18 years to set them up for success, to be with someone for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, whatever, whatever their, whatever my son's marriage and family lifeline is going to look like. I only have a very short window and, and they're young. Yeah. So I don't even get them really in it. I can have, when they become adults, you can have influence, but when they're children, you can have impact, mm-hmm. you know, like with your son and daughter who maybe are still in the home, but in their twenties, like you guys right now have influence. The impact was that first 20 years. That's impact. That's where we're right now, where they're at and whatever they're benefiting from relationship wise is because of how you guys have raised them to have success one day where one day they both may be married. And then they're going to be able to really pull from a well 
of health that their parents showed them. And so Mm -hmm. the way I try to look at it is like when you're saying to yourself, like, which we all could do, I'm the dad, I'm the parent, I'm the this, I'm the that. It's like everything that I'm doing in my own selfishness only adds to added elements where my son may not succeed in a relationship Mm -hmm. because of me to the point where you, Dolores, are talking to your junior high teenage daughter going, I never realized how much the household I was raised in dealt with why you aren't feeling like I love you. Mm. And you had a decision to make. You could either have doubled down and said, well, tough luck, girl. Like we all got handed bad cards, you know, like I'm not going to exercise humility and start giving Mm. you hugs and kisses that are very foreign to me, you know, Mm. or, or you say, no, I'm an, I'm, I'm, one day you're not going to be in this house. And the last thing I want you to do is perpetuate the same problem Mm -hmm. that I have and the same Mm -hmm. issue that I have. And Mm -hmm. so what I'm always trying to put into my perspective with my sons is though the one's five and though one's three, they're learning relationship behaviors Mm -hmm. at this age. They're catching it. They're Mm -hmm. picking it up. And if they see me talk to Ashley a certain way, they're not only going to talk to their mom one day, they're going to talk to another woman that way. Mm -hmm. And so I can always view that and just say, well, we all, you know, we all got our baggage. We all got our issues. Or I could say, you know what? I want, I want them to succeed and I want them to be better Mm -hmm. at relationships than I even was. Mm -hmm. Cause guess what? That bleeds into real life too. Cause when you go to go to get a job and go to work, like I, 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 I even remember I did a, we did a beyond the letter night in Pomona and your son was in that one with me and he just, Oh, yeah. you know, shot out his baggage of a mistake he made at work and oh, yeah. everybody That's started right. laughing. And I thought it was a little bit too much oversharing, <laughs> but it was like, if he overshared, then that means he's comfortable yeah. failing. Mm-hmm. It was such an overshare that was just like, Gabriel, you didn't need to tell everybody <laughs> that, but it was like, wow, the fact that he can means that he will succeed because he he knows he doesn't need to be perfect yeah. or he do, he knows he doesn't have to overcompensate for something because right. he grew up not only in a church community, but in a home that let him fail forward. Yes. Not whenever you failed right. 10 steps back. And that's right. sometimes that's when kids start to shut out mm-hmm. is, is when a parent says, you know, my door is always open. And then they come in and then they share the first time and they go, I'm taking the door off of your room for a reason because right. I love you. And you told me what happened. And it's like. That's falling backwards. Right, it's not right, falling right, forward. Right, right, right. That's funny you remember that story. You remember everything, don't you? I'm, I'm, we, I'm we sorry. Talk, no, we talked about elephant. that last night. We were like, we remember everything. And I'm starting to get it. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to remember that. <laughs> There's things I don't want to remember. I have a photogenic memory. Dude. So, literally yeah, yeah, I can pull. Yeah. So it's normally, it's it's also a curse because for every, like you may tell a story that you think is new, but you told it to me seven years ago and I know it verbatim mm-hmm. wow. what happens. Mm-hmm. And in my head, it's annoying because I've heard this story in my head like 10 times. Oh, shoot. But to that person, they, they, no, 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 you didn't share a story. No, I, you, you haven't shared. I'm using you as an example. Okay. But if someone just tells me, you know, one time we were at Disney and I'm thinking, you told me this four years ago. I do it all the time. And in my head, it's I so it vivid that it, 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 to me, it feels like mm-hmm. you're telling it again. But to that person, they, they feel like they've never, they thought they've mm-hmm. never told it before because maybe they haven't. So that's where I say it's also a curse. Mm-hmm. But it's a podcast. We're supposed to tell all those yeah. stories. But, <laughs> but I mean, I re- yeah, if any, if I was involved in something, I remember, you know, like, I'll, wow. or someone told me it, I, I can remember 90%. When people come up after service, I'm always like, how'd your job interview go? And they're like, I asked you for prayer for that nine months ago <laughs> after a service. And I'll be like, oh, yeah. Sometimes I miss, but yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good at catching it. Wow. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I try. You guys got any last thoughts for us that you'd like to share? Anything? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just think for parents, just like I was saying earlier, like um, if you have young adults or kids, Mm -hmm. um, as you guys have young ones, just constantly just let them be heard. Yeah. Um, let them have their own voice. Again, you're not, they're not always going to get their way when they have a voice, an opinion to, to give, but you walk them through it, um, and you're correcting them when something happens or goes down. Um, but I, just, I think that's when it comes to parenting, for us anyways, that worked. And, yeah. and again, we kind of mm-hmm. said we've been blessed with our kids. Um, um, yeah, you've been blessed, us. but you guys put a lot of hard work you into did. it. Anyone yeah. could cop out from... From the yeah, hard work, because I mean, and at say, the end of the day, you know, like um, the, what you guys keep talking about, and what Adam even said, it's the reflection. And the hard part. work is a blessing, but yes. I, I don't yeah, want to. Yeah. I want. I don't want people to just go. Well, I'll just pray God that they change right. my change, son or right, daughter's right, heart. Right, it's right, like right. No. no, you guys put in hard work Absolutely. by obedience to the yeah. Lord. To, yeah. You know. Um, it, that it, it's a hard. It's a hard thing to acknowledge, yeah. but yeah. it is true. You know, we we were young. We <laughs> we were young, and our kids are. You know. Thank God. I have one last question that I want you guys to share before we close is how, how have you guys, how did you guys invest in their interests that prepared them for the careers or job desire? I, I know Gabriel's still young. He's 21, but you said Sabrina is involved in social working. Like what did you guys do at, as parents that invested in their interests because that's where I'm at right now, right? Mm-hmm. I only have five and three year old, but that's what I'm thinking. Matthias just just gotten into uh, drawing. Oh, yeah. He's on iPad and he follows these little. Uh, they teach you how to draw, and I mean, he he has like last night alone. He spent four hours. He mm-hmm. only got up to pee, and he just and I he he just draws and draws and he's drawing everything. SpongeBob, he's and on blah, blah, blah 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 blah. Watching YouTube. him how they do it and how they meticulously do it step by step. He's so into it. He's so doing he, it right so now. So what I did as a, as, a, as a father is, you know, on Friday, he shows me this, uh, um, I think it was SpongeBob or someone, and it was incredible. I was like, he's five years old. I'm like, Matthias, that's amazing. He's like, oh, yeah, I had some crayons, and I followed this thing. And, and so then immediately I went over to Michael's, and I bought him a sketch pad and markers and, mm. and, and got him a nice little setup. on. It. And he may be into this, I don't know, for a week or a month or five months, or it could be his life, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm just trying to think it at this age, like as a father at this age with children this age, like I want to encourage their interests that will hopefully not only develop a character but set them up one day for a gifting that they may feel called to do and mm-hmm. whether it be in the arts or in business or whatever. And so is there anything you guys did that invested in their interest that has brought either Sabrina where she's at today, where she's like really, you know, if you're in social work, you care about people and you mm-hmm. want to help people. And so like what, you know, it could have been the missions trips involved in there. I don't know, but like maybe Gabriel too, is there any wisdom you give there? Cause I think parents are always trying to dialogue. And unfortunately one of the things that, you know, I'm not a big fan of is, in, you know, I'm a minority. We're in a minority community. You know, eight times out of 10, everybody just wants to make sports as mm-hmm. a way out. Mm-hmm. And, and the likelihood that your kid's going to go pro, right. I'd hate to tell you, it's, you know, 1% chance. And so I meet these kids all the time and they're like, I'm going to go pro. And they spend 90% of their day. And Ashley was, uh, you know, Ashley's, she was a professional soccer player and today she's in ministry. She's not a professional (laughs) soccer player anymore. Right. Cause it wasn't as lucrative as, as you think it is. So, so, but her whole childhood was built around 
going to games. Mm -hmm. And so it has benefited her in, in her life now because she wouldn't got her master's in coaching and stuff. But, but ultimately I like what I'm always trying to consider and for myself, but also other parents is like at, at kids my age, like what's our responsibility to prepare them for their future. And so you can, you got any last minute wisdom on that? Cause I'm taking advice during this podcast this sure. whole time too, you know, <laughs> yeah. I would say less than concentrating on the specific interest. Cause like you said, mm -hmm. it'll change over time is more affirming. Mm -hmm. And so with our kids, we, we did affirm. So Sabrina's love for social youth uh, social work actually came from Steve's background, um, which is a whole another story for a whole nother day. But um, it, you know, so her knowing how he was he was raised, the things he got into um, in his teenage years, really drove her passion for uh, young at-risk men mm -hmm. or boys, boys, because mm -hmm. she works with thirteen to eighteen-year-olds. Um, and so, but originally she wanted to be a pediatrician. And so affirming, you know, these are the directions in my life that I want to go. Okay, how can we help you get there? Let's look at colleges. So it wasn't ever that, you know, whatever was important to them at the time, that's what we helped develop similar to you. Like, okay, we'll get you the sketchbook. We'll get you that. But it's really just affirming the decisions. And so she came to us, I think it was her second year of college, and said, I'm going to change my major. And mm. Uh, everything in me wanted to be like, you know, you're going to be a pediatrician. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But then I was like, I don't know what really, you know, I want her to enjoy the work she's doing, not right. just think about the income. And so it, it was affirming every step of the way. And also being honest, because sometimes you'll have kids who come to you and they like, I want to be a singer, but they can't carry a note. And yeah. so how do you then correct that, right? <laughs> to say like, well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know. Well, let's one's... pursue that and look at some other options exactly. at the same time, yeah. you know, like not dream kill, but also right. teach them. Yeah. <laughs> and so one of the best things that our kid we did do for our kids that, that ALFC used to offer was called Boss the Movement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bo both of our kids went through Boston Movement, which really taught them how to create a plan, establish a plan, and follow that plan. Um, and I think that in every interest of their lives, that's what we help them do. Like, yeah. okay, so how do you how are you going to get from here to there, and how can we support you? Um, so it's much more practical things that, than it is than it ever was. Um, I don't know anything direct, but it's just it's always been practical. That's yeah. That, that's for what sure. works for me in my life. Yeah. No, that's good yeah, advice, good. and I and I think you you said it in there is is you listen them out, you let them have responsibility over their own decisions. Mm -hmm. You've taught in the house to be very rational, which you know modern day education doesn't teach that. Yeah, it teaches right. A B C D. You know, it creates workers, not leaders. Right. And so, you know, I think through the process of what you guys are talking about that you showed them was for them how to be them decide on their own. Uh, you know, evaluate where they're at and what, you know, and for Sabrina, she evaluated pediatrician, isn't this, it's this, and here's mm -hmm. why. And, mm -hmm. and you guys supported that. I mean, I think more than anything, a child can not only get a, a parent's support, but also their faith yeah. and encouragement. Yeah. That's enough that a child can feel right. like they can go take anything on, yeah. but also, and then the, I think the last key thing you said also is you taught them. It's not just about income, which right. yeah. nine out of 10 kids you right now you go, you know, you go talk to any senior in high school right now, right. and a lot of them are going to add finance at the top of their list. And mm -hmm. I just don't remember an age where that was like top, top. Mm -hmm. It was like, obviously, we all, it was like, oh, we all want to be good, but it was like, no, I want to do something that's fulfilling or whatever. Right. 
or that I love, but nowadays it's more so, well, I follow this guy on YouTube and he, he made $10 million reviewing ice cream, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I think I could do that, you know, right. and you go, well, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, we really have taught them too with their yeah. finances. It's really up to them on how responsible they are. So uh, tithing, I mean, we asked them once, what do you think the top three things are most important to us? And um, both of them said uh, giving. Giving, wow. giving money. And so um, we've taught them, even, whatever income level you're at, you tithe, you save, and you manage your budget within mm -hmm. what you have. And yeah. so yeah. both of them are excellent with their finances, regardless of how much money they're making. That's great. Um, that's so, yeah, that's always been our, we're, it's not about the money because yeah. it, just, it just can't be. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. That's good. Steve okay. Dolores, thank you guys so yes. much. Thank you for so having us. Thank you for being yeah. Great examples of, of a godly marriage mm -hmm. that pursues Christ and great parents Hopefully over the we years did a that we've seen you. So they'll invite us back again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. no, I want to hear back. that pre-story yeah. of, of your chaos of what. <laughs> oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, I know his pre yeah the pre-story. <laughs> oh, so, okay. so well, that might be a beyond the letter. Yeah, yeah, episode the letter. All right, everybody. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Bye.